How's it going, Suncast listeners? My name is Reagan Harrell, and welcome into another episode of the Suncast podcast. We have an awesome interview today with the man leading the Weber International University Warriors, Coach Colin Martin. And today is a massive day across the Sun Conference, and especially for the Weber International University Warrior baseball team as they are going to be playing in their first ever World Series game tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern time against the Faulkner Eagles. I'm just so proud of the boys. Y'all know how I feel, how happy I am. It's just, uh, I'm just ecstatic, and I cannot wait for that game to be going on, and I will be watching that on a live stream. Then while I am watching that one on the live stream, I will be in Columbus, Georgia, live to watch the Southeastern Fire softball team take on the number two seed, Oklahoma City. Uh, it's going to be an awesome game there. Hopefully both teams get off the win. Weber softball and uh, Southeastern baseball will not be playing today. Southeastern it will be awaiting the winner of the opening game uh, out in Lewiston between Georgia Gwinnett and Mid-American Nazarene. And Weber softball, unfortunately, is not playing today. Some rain came through Columbus last night and pushed all the games back. And so now Weber will be playing in an elimination game against either Indiana Wesleyan or Freed Hardman. I am actually getting set right now to uh, head out to Columbus from my home in Albany, Georgia. Uh, just going to watch that game, uh, see whoever loses that game is who Weber softball will be playing in a must-win elimination game tomorrow at 11 a.m. I will be there live for that. Of course, I'll be there for all softball in the Sun Conference in Columbus, Georgia. And I will be keeping up alive, of course, with the boys out in Lewiston. Uh, look, we've had players on from both teams, and they're ready. They're one, Both teams are a 1,000% ready. And I like how both teams are on opposite side, or you know, top, top of the bracket, bottom of the bracket, so there's a very good chance uh, we could be seeing them square off in a final in Lewiston. Got a long way to go from there. Uh, you know, Southeastern's are waiting, who I think they'll likely be playing Georgia Gwinnett, but Mid-America's playing great baseball right now. Uh, that game is underway. I don't have uh, anything in front. It just started. It's probably 0-0. Uh, I had, they probably just had first pitch uh, about three or four minutes ago out there in Lewiston. Uh, Southeastern awaits the winner of that. Weber has Faulkner, as I said earlier. Hopefully they can take care of business then, and then if they do – it will be a premier matchup between Tennessee Wesleyan and Weber International University. One step at a time. We talk about that with Coach Colin Martin uh, on the podcast today. Really appreciate him taking some time out of his busy schedule. They've been busy out there, uh, you know, coaches, players, and you know today's the day. Uh, awesome interview with Coach uh, Colin Martin. We will go ahead and get into it. Here he is, Colin Martin from Weber International University. All right, we welcome on a very special guest to the podcast. It is the head coach of Weber International University, Coach Colin Martin. Coach, how are you doing out there in Lewiston? Very good, doing well, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. I really appreciate you taking some time out of your busy day. Obviously, today is a huge day for Weber, getting to play our first World Series game in program history. It's got to feel uh, pretty special to you being able to say that, huh? We're excited to get on the field. Yes, sir. It's a trip to get here. The guys are ready. We've got a few workouts in. Uh, looks like the weather's going to hold off, knock on wood, we're ready to get it rolling. Yeah, good deal. Can't say the same up in Columbus. Uh, girls game is going to get pushed back to tomorrow. Southeastern won't be playing until later Perfect. today. Yeah, I'm going to have to be doing a lot of uh, multitasking. I'm going to be watching y'all on the laptop in Southeastern live, but got to love it. Going to have a lot of fun with it. 
Uh, so the boys look good after a couple practices. Everybody's looking good. Bat swinging well out there. Yeah, sitting uh, on the plane, everybody goes through the same thing. Getting out here, it's a long journey, but it's worth it. So we were able to work out on a local high school field a couple of days ago and uh, get in the weight room here uh, next to the hotel, and then we're able to get on the stadium field at Harris yesterday. So shake a little bit of the rust off, and we're ready to roll. Absolutely. I saw some of the videos all the guys were posting on Snapchat and whatnot to see, and that's just a beautiful scene out there in Lewis and great place to have a World Series. But, uh, Coach, you became the head coach at Weber in 2020 when you first became the head coach uh, for Weber. What were some of your short-term and long-term goals? 2020 was my first year. Uh, leading up to that, I was the associate head coach. Right. Uh, prior to that, you know, Brad and I had met several times before I decided to come back to Weber. Uh, obviously, he started the program. Oh, yeah. Godfather. Uh, Yep, that's him. And we, we had discussed just kind of the next level that we wanted to get the program to. Um, you know, I, I don't know that we actually laid anything out that was like, want to win a national championship. I don't know that those words were ever necessarily said, but it was like, how can we get to the place as a program where we're regularly in the national tournament? Right. Right. And then the more regularly you get to that level, uh, start winning a couple of those. And obviously getting out to Lewiston uh, has always been a goal for not only Brad, but myself. And it's pretty cool to get out here. Those are are the main ones. Yeah, so I got to imagine that the the Hammer's really happy to be out there and seeing you uh, take the Weber program to the next step. Uh, You took over – uh, for him after the 2019 season, uh, like you said, you were a player for him and associate head coach for a while. And, you know, Coach Brad Niehammer, he's a, a college baseball legend, you know, uh, NAIA ball. I was in a Twitter space with him, and as soon as he got on Twitter, I didn't even know that he had Twitter, but he got in the Twitter space, and as soon as the guy's over NAIA ball, so it's like, oh, shout out the Hammer down there in Babson Park. But uh, it's, it's, he's a legend for Weber baseball and for, you know, just – NAIA and general one of those just staple guys that have really helped grow the game and especially Weber baseball and started the program godfather of Weber baseball but under your time as a player I'm sorry. he's done a lot he's done a lot not not only starting this program but serving the Sun Conference um, serving at the national level the NAI serving out here at Lewiston he's spent a lot of time out here and we're, we're proud to have him with us on this trip and I know he's out proud to have Weber you know being one of the, the final 10 teams in the country getting to play out here in Lewis. Absolutely. What were some of the things that uh, Coach Niehammer taught you as a player and a coach to put you in the position that you're in now? Well, Brad's a very easygoing guy. I mean, he's going to he's gonna tell you what he expects up front. Mm-hmm. Um, Brad lets his players play and he lets his coaches coach. I think that's one of the biggest takeaways. Uh, you know, he, he allowed me to come in and gave me a lot of freedom. He and I had a lot of discussion. Uh, someone who had won a lot of games here already, the program that, that he had built. Um, I, I wouldn't say that we necessarily changed a lot of things, but right. we did have some of the goals that we spoke about earlier, and he allowed his coaches to get on the field, get their hands dirty, you know, and, and work. That, that was the biggest part of it. Um, he's a great facilitator. I mean, he's a great athletic director to work for now. I would say the, the one thing that 
I, I am learning the longer that I, I do it. it there are certain things uh, as a person that is wants to be hands-on with everything. you got to kind of pick your spots to just let things go, let things breathe. You know, right. And through his experience as a head coach, you know, and now facilitating a lot of head coaches, I think he learned later in his career that sometimes you just have to let things be, let things run, it, run their course. And especially when you're coaching college-level kids, let them find the way on their own time. You know, and as – I just turned 39 uh, a couple weeks ago. I, I'm, I'm starting to learn that now. You still look good. Not too many gray hairs up in the beard. I think you well, still. I got, a couple, I got a couple showing up, but uh, so some of those guys, right. some of the guys on the team and a, a broadcaster, they'll send out some risky tweets every now and then. Might be causing a couple of those. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> but uh, you know, it, obviously, uh, Coach Nammer is a legend of the game, been around forever. But your your pops isn't a half bad manager himself. He knows a thing or two around a baseball stadium. For those who don't know, your dad is a all time baseball great, Charlie Manuel, longtime Phillies manager and a longtime nightmare giver of yours truly of those uh, late two thousands Philadelphia Phillies teams against the Braves and a kind of a time where the Braves were a little bit past those late nineties, early two thousand glories days and before we really got it going last year. Uh, you know, I just remember Ryan Howard, Chase Utley, um, God bless him, Doc Holliday, uh, those guys I was, whenever they came to old Turner Field it was just uh, a mess. And hey you usually took two or they didn't sweep us then. But, you know, your dad was uh, obviously, he's a legend. He's an exactly a thousand win manager in the MLB. What, what was it like just being around the top level of the game from such a young age for you? Uh, I mean, it, oh, reflecting on it now as I get older, uh, very appreciative for it. Right. I mean, it was just our, our family lived it. And it's a really cool thing to think about. We still are. Um, you know, he's still uh, employed by the Phillies. And is very active. He just spent the last month up in Philadelphia, so he's almost 80 now, but he is a, a baseball lifer. Um, it, it was a lot of fun as a child growing up in that environment. Before it was the Phillies, uh, spent a lot of time as a hitting coach and a minor league manager in the Indians organization. So getting to spend my summers, uh, well, first of all, spring training in Winter Haven, which is where I grew up. Right. That's where the Indians were at. So getting to be around that and miss school to go to games and uh, get to go to work with him during the summer in, in Cleveland at Jacobs Field, that was a, a really fun time to be an Indians fan. You know, and then, of course, uh, the success he had in Philadelphia and that city during that time was a lot of fun to be a part of. That, that's what our family did. Um, I, I think I'm just starting to realize now how much that impacted me, but it during the daily, it was just what what we talked about. It, it was what we did. He is who he is. He is very. He's a very true person. Um, what you see is what you get with him all of the time. So to be able to spend time with him at the ballpark, but then at home, you know, riding home with him after games and, and just listen to him vent or discuss why he did things. I mean that that was the norm, and it, it still is in a lot of ways. But I'm, I'm thankful that both of my parents have been very supportive. Uh, throughout my career, you know, and that played a major role. In it. Learned a lot. Still trying to learn from. It. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that there's so much knowledge in his head and baseball knowledge being around the game. It was something a lot of people don't realize. You know, baseball managers 
at the MLB level, they usually kind of go through the same process that the players do. You know, they are coaching in the minors. They're uh, third base coaches, first base coaches, up and down, uh, you know, fired and rehired, a new staff comes in. And, you know, look at the Braves manager now, Brian Snitker. He was been with the Braves for you know, almost 50 years, you know, being yeah. a player and then working his way through the minors. I don't know if he ever quite made it to playing for Atlanta. I think he mostly was just a minor league guy that took over and, he was a coach for 35, 40 years before he took over. I think about five years ago is when we fired Freddie Gonzalez, and then he took over. And obviously, he's a, now he's a world champion. And that's you know a lot of time with baseball guys, it just doesn't happen overnight. Is with managers, it takes years. No, and you got to find your place. And I think that was Philadelphia for him. Right. You know, he was a, a hitting coach for some really high-powered Indians offenses, mm-hmm. offenses, and coached a lot of really good hitters. Uh, during that stretch of his career, they had a lot of success and then had the opportunity to, to manage the Indians. Um, that didn't work out and, and really wasn't the popular choice in Philadelphia uh, when he was, <laughs> was hired by the Phillies. But, you know, he's uh, what he accomplished there is uh, very, very impressive. We're very proud of him. Was lucky to have a front seat to that, to that show. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, we're getting to Weber baseball here in just a second, but I just remember something you talked about with me a while back when I first found out Charlie was your dad. And, you know, being in Philadelphia, that's got to be one of the hardest places to, you know, play, much less coach. I mean, it's there, I'm Philly, New York, and Boston. What I mean by that is just the media and the fans right. there are ruthless um, in Philly. I think Philly's probably number one as far as just crazy fan bases. You know, they don't have the numbers like in L.A. or a New York, but geez, man, they get after it. Eagles fans, Phillies fans are all, they're all just about as aggravated. Yeah, they, as hold, you, they hold you accountable. They yeah. hold you to a high standard. So it was a lot of fun. You know, it, it wasn't easy always at the time. Uh, it could be tough watching someone who's that important to you in your life. Absolutely. Uh, you know, go, go through the, the tough times, and, and that was his life. That was his job, and he was dedicated to it. And we were all very supportive of that. So at times it was hard, but. You know, you've, you've got to go through that sometimes also to get to the good times. And he's had his fair share of good times in Philadelphia. I would definitely say so. Yeah. He's uh, He gets shown a ton of affection when he goes back to Philadelphia now. Yeah, and, and as hard as it is, um, you know, when the bad times are bad in a sports town like Philly, the good times are just ten times better. You know, like guys like Nick Foles, uh, you know, it was a it'll be a Philadelphia legend forever. And obviously your dad with those teams, with Ryan Howard, Chase Utley, uh, Jimmy Rollins, all those guys just—they still—they still give me nightmares. But you know, moving on from that, we talk a little bit about Weber. Uh, you got a big matchup today with Faulkner, a team that y'all were able to go up to Alabama and sweep them earlier in the year. Obviously, a lot has changed on both rosters since then. You're most likely going to be facing Sosa, who I believe he's—I uh, don't think he's lost a game on the mound. I'm pretty sure that's right since uh, since the Weber game. You know, just. Obviously, they'll, they'll be motivated. Um, yeah, that was really a turning point in their year. Just how are you getting the guys ready to go and face a team, even though you beat them a few months ago? That's obviously not what matters now. It's the task at hand. Right. Uh, I think that was probably a, a defining moment for both teams. Mm-hmm. For us, it was going on the road, uh, playing in a tough place to win. The program's had a ton of success. Absolutely. They've been here a lot. Uh, and Lewis and spent a lot of time here in Idaho. Uh, You know, at that point, they were scuffling a little bit, trying to figure some things out. We played good baseball for for three games and were able to take three of them. Uh, You know, from that point forward, 
they, they didn't lose much at all. You know, they, they kind of caught their stride and have played a lot of really good baseball. And that, that's kind of what our coaching staff expected. I mean, there, there was a lot of talk when we got back, you know, how, how was Falk? It's like, well, obviously, you look at their record. They're trying to figure some things out. But I told our team, pay attention to them as the season goes on and see where they're at at the end of the day. And, and they got it right. Um, yep. and, and they've got a talented lineup. And obviously, they've got a couple guys that can pitch. Um, you know, whoever we end up getting is, is going to be tough because they've got a couple guys at the top end of their rotation who've had a ton of success. Right. You know, I, you just said that was a defining moment going out to Faulkner and getting the sweep there. Was that kind of a moment or where in the season was a moment you realized, okay, this is a team that has a legit shot to go go to Lewiston and bring a red banner to Babson Park? You know, it was uh, try to be careful, I guess, with – setting goals uh, for our team and, and I don't of, of course getting here is a major goal you know right. that that kind of goes unsaid I, I think from our coaching staff to our team it was let's do some things differently that have ever been done here at Weber you know in order to do something different you have to do things differently right um, you know I, I think our team understood that from the very early goings we had a lot of new, a lot of new guys this year. A lot of new personnel. They seemed to gel very well early on. You know, our our off season, our spring training, if you will, is in the fall. They got along really well together. Um, they competed really well all fall. They worked hard. A lot of the boxes that you want checked as a coach. Um, or early on, we had a lot of things go our way. We played some good baseball. Yes. Um, yes. And we, we won a lot of games, but you know the coaching is just always looking for the little things that need to be cleaned up for the big picture. Um, you know, and much like any team, we we hit our trough, our our valley, our lows. You know, in the middle, um, and and really haven't spent a ton of time thinking about it. But when this thing's over, and you're reflecting a little bit more. Our, our season was kind of in the balance. I think we lost eight to ten at one point. Got swept down in Palm Beach. We we're kind of sputtering a little bit. Um, these guys did a really good job of collecting themselves, resetting themselves, pulling up on the throttle, and uh, pulling out of it. Won a couple yeah. big series back to back. You know, got a little bit of momentum going into the conference tournament. Didn't hang a lot, hang around quite as long as we'd like going into it. But I think that was a good learning experience. Absolutely. Because tournament baseball is a lot different than the regular season. Postseason's a lot a lot different than the regular season. Everything's magnified a little bit more. So I think that was a little bit of a shock to the system. I think it, it jarred them in a good way a little bit, allow, allowed us to go down to Palm Beach, you know, or I'm sorry, Miami Gardens, uh, with a, a one seed that, we were familiar with. We had played a lot, yeah. Um, you know, and played some of our best baseball of the year down there at the most opportune time. So, I don't, I don't know if there's ever a moment where we're like, "Oh, this is a World Series team." We knew that with the schedule that we had played and some of the teams that we had beat, that we were capable of beating anyone in the country. But right. uh, you know, to be able to do that regularly is it's a different story, and to be able to do it on this stage. You obviously have to have some things go right for you in a 10-team tournament, but 
we're here. We're excited yes, to be here. Excited to get it rolling. Can't win it till you get there. And uh, you, you said just a minute ago that tournament baseball is obviously, and postseason baseball, it's a lot different than the regular season. Um, you know, how do you kind of keep guys focused after you know a really emotional win, kind of like how we had against uh, St. Thomas when Ian hit the walk-off sack fly, and then versus a tough loss. You know, following day we, they come out there and they they own us pretty good, eight to two. Just how do you keep that focus? Well, I, I mean, I think out here there's enough external stuff to get your guys yeah. hyped up. Game, yeah. you know, during the regular season. You just get into the routine, and and you're trying to keep them, you're trying to keep them up. You're trying to keep them engaged. Um, you know, at, at this point, I think it's a little bit more of being being in the moment and not getting caught up in it. You know, slowing things down is a, a very familiar phrase that I've heard from other coaches that have been out here, and other coaches even that are that are out here. Uh, slowing things down to like the the daily, you know, the the game, the inning, the pitch, the play. You know, having a, a short-term memory and being able to, to flush it and and move on to the next pitch, the next bat, the next play, that kind of thing. I think we did a really good job of that uh, in Miami, and, and that needs Absolutely. to get over. You know, I think that is the biggest part of being uh, in these tournaments. You know, obviously it's good to get a win under your belt, kind of break the ice a little bit, get some momentum going. But then also there's been plenty of teams who find themselves in the loser's bracket early on, are able to slow things down, right the ship, and play deep into these things. So, you know, in a nutshell, I'd say that'd be it. Yeah, absolutely. In, in Miami, that's we did that. You know, it was pitch by pitch, inning by inning. You look at the final elimination game, you know, win or go home. This season could be over in a couple hours. Um, you know, X gets a little bit lit up. We're down four to one, and I'm thinking, okay, well, how are we going to respond? And we go and put up a fourth spot of our own in a back and forth, back and forth game. And, you know, it – but by the time we're through eight, Dawson's obviously just got, – he's got to be almost gassed out. He's over 100 pitches, and we do what we do in the top of the ninth, and it's just like well, when our back's against the wall and we know we need to put our foot on, on somebody's throat, that's what, it, that's what it all came down to. And that top of the ninth against St. Thomas, that was our best ball. And if we can continue that, and also, I mean, any game where all nine hitters get a hit, you, and you have 20 hits in total, you know, odds are you're probably going to have a decent shot. And obviously, we have the the arms, the bullpens looking like it's fine. It's uh, you know, getting at its best point. Dylan's going to be Dylan. X is going to be X. I'm really excited to just see how those guys, uh, you know, both the younger guys, uh, you know, Dylan a little bit more so than X, but both guys that we'll have another chance to to see on the mound next year. I'm really excited to see them go out there. But what, what does Weber need to do in Lewiston to you know bring it all? You know, being a ten seater at the bottom of the bracket, which I don't think that's really a big deal at this point. Everybody's right there, neck and neck with each other as far as you know talent and whatnot. But what does Weber need to do to bring that red red banner to Babson Park? Well, I mean, anybody out here is capable of being here. Every team out here is really well established. Yeah. I mean, it's the best ten teams in theory left in the country. You know, the nine of them that we, in theory, have to play are, are most certainly playing, capable of playing a really good game of baseball. Uh, so are we. Uh, I think our guys know that. Um, some of the things that we have shown that we have been capable of doing consistently, they, they play out here on the stage. But, you know, performing on this stage, it's I'm looking forward to our guys, seeing our guys do it. 
uh, it's different. It's going to be a great experience for them. Um, you know, for our, our seniors getting to come out and experience Lewiston is, is a huge deal for Absolutely. me personally, our coaches, just to give that to them. I think they've, they've earned it. Uh, and for everybody coming back, uh, it's, this is a big notch in the belt, feather in the cap. I mean, this is a, uh, a, a really good level of experience that can't really be replicated in, in any other way. Uh, it'd mean a lot. Yes, sir. That'd be an understatement of, of the year. It'd, it'd mean a lot. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, you know, Coach, just, I really appreciate taking time out today. You say a little bit uh, would mean a lot, but um, – and what we'd have to do to bring it, but you just talk a little bit more. Just what what would winning it all, you know, bringing that red banner, first one we'd have in Babson Park. What would it mean just for Weber as a whole and, and for yourself? Uh, it's it's completion, not necessarily for for myself, but for this group. Right, that's what it did. Now, only one team's going home uh, with that banner, yeah. so it, it would be a certain level of completion. Uh, it, it's going to be special for anyone that gets to, but, you know, especially at Weber for this program, it'd mean a whole heck of a lot. Yes, sir. Well, Coach, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day. It's game day out there, 3 p.m. start out there, 6 p.m. start out here on the East Coast. I will have the live stream rolling. I can't wait wait to see the boys. Get them buzzing, Coach. All right, man. You got it, Ray. Thank you. Yes, sir.